Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Promise Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Green, and I'm also the founder and owner of the Promise Perspective. Um, I wanted to use this time today to kind of continue the conversation from my last episode. So if you haven't listened to that one first, I encourage you to go back and do so before tuning into this one. If you've listened to my last episode, then you know that there has been a lot of changes in my walk over the last six months to a year. Um, But I haven't gone into a whole lot of explanation about what it was and what it means to my ministry moving forward. I really just kind of shared with you all that like things are changing. Um, Season is changing and there are some very hard truths and some very big red pills that we need to swallow. And basically that's what I've been doing the last like seven months in particular is swallowing a big red pill when it comes to my faith. So I'm a big advocate on living my faith out loud. And I just, I want to spend as much time as necessary explaining to you all what I've been going through spiritually. And, um, let me be clear, like, this is, this is not about me at all. Um, it's about what's been revealed to me, but it's important to explain that how I got, how I got to this point and the, like the reason I got to where I'm at today is because of the examining that I've done on the foundations of the Christian faith and really cross-examining what I've been taught with scripture and realizing that there's a lot of things as I've put things in context, you know, specifically over the last year, but, you know, a a cumulative um, total of like the last 40 years of my, you know, walk, um, the stuff isn't adding up anymore, guys. And, um, the, what I mean by that is that what I'm reading in my Bible is a lot different than what I see being taught in mainstream Christianity today. And the reason that I am able to really step out in boldness on what I'm going to share with you all is because I have really been doing an in-depth amount of study and research that I encourage you to do for yourself on where Christianity comes from. Like, how did we get here? Like I told you all in the last episode, the father specifically spoke to me about a year ago. And he said, if you want to understand where this is going, you have to understand where it's been. And literally what I have found of where this has been has blown my mind. It's delivered me. It has brought me into a new understanding and new revelation of biblical truth. Um, and the reason that this is important is because, like I said last time, there's some things that I used to believe and I no longer do. Um, there's some things I used to teach about that I no longer agree with. And part of this process is going to be me repenting from the things that I've taught you that were actually an error. There's some things that I've taught on my podcast and on social media that were absolutely wrong. Um, I was wrong in my theology on some things because I didn't have a full understanding. I didn't have a complete perspective um, and um, a true perspective on 
some biblical truths. But ultimately, what I've learned is that the deception is so much deeper than I could have ever imagined. It's so much deeper than any of us can fathom, you guys. And and it's going to take more than one podcast episode to explain what I've learned. Because as I explain what I have learned, I'm going to be sharing all of my sources. Actually, it's crazy because... I knew that as I was learning these things over the last year, I knew that Yahuwah was going to have me talk about them. So I have been collecting. I literally have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like 10 binders full of notes because I don't trust where the internet's going. So I print everything out. So trust me, I am going to be sharing everything with you all um, so that you can do research for yourself. Um, And I haven't decided yet. Uh, if I'm going to remove my other podcast episodes just yet, because I believe that it's still good for teaching. Uh, but moving forward, I've already deleted like 10 episodes cause I kind of went back and listened to them and I'm, um, some of them I'm like, I don't agree with this. I can't keep this up on my podcast. Um, but this is what it's about, right? Like it's about a, a walk of not just obedience, but repentance. You know, we, we repent from things that we find out aren't true or aren't biblical or aren't pure in our worship. We change our mind. There's a lot of repentance just means to turn the other way. Repentance is just a simple, you were doing it one way and now it's been revealed to you that that was wrong. So you turn the other way, change your mind that this walk is all about repentance. So, um, Can we like normalize that? Can we like normalize repentance? (laughs) But anyway, like moving forward for anyone who listens, I just, I want you to know that, um, it's not a falling away from the faith at all, because a lot of people are going to think that this is exactly what has happened. And I'm telling you, it's not, you know, I've come into a much deeper understanding as I've studied the history and cross-examine that with the times that we read about in scripture, understanding what was going on at that time. There's a lot of historical documents that are like super beneficial to our understanding of scripture, just by understanding what was going on. Like not just when the Bible was written, but when, when Christianity became you know, the official state religion of the Roman empire, what did that look like? How did that happen? What events transpired that instituted that? How did the Roman Catholic church, how was it born? Like asking those questions and seeing what was happening at that time. Um, And then, you know, comparing that to the biblical teachings of Paul and the first apostles, right? So anyway, I just want you to know that while I may not agree with some of the things that I used to teach about, um, it's very radical, you guys. Um, but moving forward, the my understanding now of biblical truth and the realities of this world that we live in and my episodes from here on out are going to reflect that, okay? Um, they're going to reflect the things that I've actually repented from and I also want to explain what I've been going through lately because it's so important that you understand as much as possible the condition and the posture of my heart. 
um, because there are some words that I'm going to release that I know are the truth and I can't sugarcoat them. I don't even, I can't, I don't even know how to sugarcoat them. I don't even know how to water these things down because they are so radical and they are so different and I can't, none of it's going to tickle the ears or make you feel good. Um, and I have to share this truth because the times that we are living in are wicked and evil and the strong delusion is is going to get stronger. As the truth comes out, the delusion is going to grow stronger. And it is so important that we are praying for discernment. And I'm talking about begging the Father for wisdom. You need to be begging Him to please teach you. You need to be fasting. You need to be in prayer and constantly meditating on the scriptures for yourself. Because the majority of Christians are still living in a spiritual deception, spiritual captivity. And up until about six months ago, I was also in captivity. Up until recently, my mind has been blinded by the God of this world. Second Corinthians 4 verse 4, Satan. And it is only by the grace and power of Yahuwah that I have been literally pulled out of it. And now my mission is to help others come out of the deception as well. Okay. And I need you to understand on a very deep and intimate level where I'm coming from, because I need this to convict you. Every time I, I've really gotten into a habit of prayer of like, before I record these episodes, um, Actually, just daily, I, I pray against the spirit of offense because, y'all, it is so easy for, for offense and pride to well up because a lot of the traditions that, like, church tradition, church tradition, <laughs> a lot of the church traditions that we have been taught have a stronghold on us and the spirit of pride and the spirit of offense does not want us to let them go because if we let go of the traditions that we've taught, been taught and believed our whole life, we are going to realize that a lot of what we've been taught is a lie. Okay. Um, and I need you all to listen to me, even if you may not understand it just yet. And even if it's hard to hear, and I say this all the time and I, I mean it, but I don't ever want you to believe what I'm saying. Okay. I want you to listen to me, but I don't, I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you like my goal here is not to like shove information down your throat and just, you know, get you on the same page as me. No, that's called a cult. <laughs> that's a cult. Okay. My goal is I want you to be reconciled to Elohim, to God. I want you to be reconciled to our heavenly father. And I, I intend to spend a large amount of time um, on teaching things that, uh, that have to be brought to the light because Yah is exposing everything that needs to be exposed so that others can come out of her, can come out of Babylon. And I, I'm not your enemy. I'm not your enemy. I, the things that have been revealed to me have, have totally gripped me and grieved me so deeply. And I need to tell you all about my experience and my testimony first, because for A, it was the greatest deliverance I've ever received in my whole life. But B, I need you to understand that this, this understanding and this revelation 
did not come easy for me. These revelations have by far been the greatest paradigm shift I've ever had since walking with the Father. And none of it's going to line up with what you hear in the church. None of it's going to line up with what you hear in mainstream Christianity. So, I mean, like, I, I know, like, the thi- I've just got to go ahead and say it. So much of what we have been taught and what we have learned through mainstream Christian doctrine is false. Um, and I know that like, I'm, you know, I try to think of like, I'm not trying to tiptoe around your feelings, but I know that this stuff is not, you're not going to like it. And many people are going to, they heard me say that and they clicked off. They've already, they've already tuned out. It says in Proverbs 18 verse 13, that he who answers a matter before he hears it, it is a folly and shame to him. So basically what's that, what that's saying is like, it's not saying believe everything you hear. It's saying if somebody is, and it's talking about as brothers and sisters, if somebody is genuinely trying to share something with you, um, specifically when it comes to biblical matters, right? Um, it says he who answers a matter or he who decides, you know, make, makes a decision about something before he hears it. It's a folly and it's a shame to them. So it's not wise to, to not hear anybody out. Like, so I just, I just want you to keep that in your, in your mind as I'm telling you these things. I I really, you have to hear me out if you're going to, you know, see where I'm coming from. So anyway, um, I, I mean, this stuff is not hard to, or not easy to hear, but I mean, there, we just, there, uh, y'all, there's quite, I got questions and you should too. We should always question everything that we're taught. What's that verse say? Let God be true and every man be a liar. Yeah. Let every man be a liar. Don't believe anything people say. Test it. I've always taught that. I hope your pastor teaches that too. Because it's not wise to just simply believe what people say. But anyway, a, a lot of what is taught today and what we've built our foundations on and our doctrines around is tears mixed with the truth. And I mean, that's how Satan works. Everything that I thought was true. And when I say everything, I, I mean pretty much literally everything. Um, it's been exposed as empty philosophy and falsehood. The revelation and understanding that has come with this unveiling of truth, for me, it came with so much pain and trauma and and grief. And if I didn't love the truth so much, I don't think that I could have endured the spiritual warfare that I went through to get to this point today. Um... I had to spend a lot of time doing some serious healing with this one. Um, the Bible says, if you seek Yahuwah with all of your heart and mind and soul, that you will find him. In that process, as you truly find him, you're going to find out that you didn't know him as well as you thought you did. And you are going to be faced with things that are going to challenge the traditional belief system you have of Christianity. Um, and if you are not reading the word on a 
consistent basis. And when I say consistent, I mean like every day, <laughs> you're not going to find him. Your, your pastor that preaches the word to you once a week or twice a week, that doesn't count, you guys. Your, your heavenly father is way more personal than that. And he wants you in the word so he can get all up in your business, okay? His word is the only way he can reveal himself to you. Yes, he speaks to us through people and experiences, but if you don't know his word, you don't know him. You won't know his will. You won't know his ways. You, I mean, you can't. It's literally impossible. That's why the things I'm saying and I'm going to be teaching on will be hard to hear. It's going to sound foreign to you because the lies and traditions that us and our ancestors have been born into have literally choked the word the true word out of our hearts and minds because we never take the time to A, read the word for ourselves and B, we don't take the time to research and ask questions as to why we do the things that we do or why we believe the things that we believe. In other words, we never take the time to truly examine the foundations of our faith because we live in a world of deceit. The entire world lies in sway of the evil one. And Christians are just as deceived as the non-believers at this point. And um, before I go any further, I wanted to make a quick note because somebody had brought this up, a really good point up to me after my last episode, because you'll hear me refer to um, Yahuwah as Yah. And this person just so sweetly asked, you know, why that is. And I didn't even mention that in my last episode. So I'm glad this person brought this to my attention. So a lot of times you'll hear me reference Yahuwah and Yah and Yah is a shortened version of his name. And, and, um, the question can be, well, is that disrespectful if you don't use the whole name Yahuwah? And, um, the reason that I say no to that, it's not, it's not disrespectful or taking it in vain or anything is because, the shortened ver the shortened name Yah is used forty nine times in Scripture. So I just wanted I just wanted to let y'all know in case anybody else may have had that same question. So before I forgot, I wanted to make sure I you know clarified that. So, um, but I truly actually believe that most of what has been taught by Christianity has been done unintentionally. And ignorantly, um, I don't think people, I mean, I don't think the majority of people are arrogant, you know, wolves in sheep clothing, but I think that we can accidentally be one and not know it if we're not doing things according to our father's will. Um, but there's a lot of tears and there's a lot of lies mixed in with Christianity. And the, the, the truth is, is that our foundation was tainted and hijacked centuries ago. Our faith was hijacked by the Roman Catholic Church in the very beginning. And what I've learned is that the religions that have created our traditions and our doctrines, they've been formed out of paganism and false ideology. It's called syncretism. What has happened over time is that a lot of our beliefs and a lot of our doctrine have been formed by the merging of the messianic faith with uh, pagan worship, many of us have no idea where the religion of Christianity has come from. 
And because we refuse to love the truth, we have been given over to the strong delusion. And only those who are willing to worship the Father in spirit and in truth will be pulled from that delusion. You have to be seeking him with all of your heart and mind and soul. Because when you do that, his promise is that you he, you will find him. And the problem is that a lot of people say that they are seeking him with their whole heart. But if you really check yourself and evaluate, you know, where you're honestly at in your faith, it'll, it'll humble you. Um, because that's just been a process I've had to be very intentional on um, as over these last you know, a few years of me being a follower. So as I mentioned last time, I've been studying church history for the last year. And the things that I've learned have been absolutely devastating. Christianity is not what I thought it was. And unless you spend enough time studying the history of our faith and along with reading the word, you won't be able to see the inconsistencies and the error and the paganism that has actually crept into our religion that we say that we follow and love. And I plan to do a massive expounding on of church history because you can't just read one book and say, oh, I got it all figured out. It's it's a lot of different sources in order to understand like the political climate and what was going on in terms of religion at the time and, and things like that, which um, I, that's why I've spent so much time studying it so that I, I'm able to teach on it. But um, let me just give you a brief little recap to hopefully bring some more understanding to how and why I got here. So Going back to my last episode, like I just said in this one and the previous one, I told you all I felt a heavy impression on my heart, like the Father was speaking to me to start studying church history. And I I mean, I'll never forget it. If you want to understand where this is going, you have to know where it's been. With that impression was burned so deep on my heart. So I began to study it and allowing the the spirit his ruach his his set apart spirit to lead me in that so that's something I always pray for um, is for him to guide my studies I, I just very intentional about praying for that because there's a lot of there's a lot of information out there you guys there's a lot of a lot of information but um, you have to have wisdom and discernment to gain knowledge so keep that in mind. But I mentioned that I kept hearing two verses being repeated to me, which were be reconciled to me and come out of her, come out of Babylon over and over and over and over. Um, Just those verses kept like every day popping up, be reconciled to me, come out of her. And I didn't, I didn't realize at the time how much those two verses were related, but I kept studying, I kept studying and seeking and praying and reading. And as I continued, I began to see how and why for the longest time I had felt I had so much resistance in my heart about what was being taught in the church. And I I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, man, I just don't agree with this stuff anymore. 
And for the longest time, I blamed myself. And I was like, man, I've got to be the problem. It's got to be me. Um, but I couldn't understand why I was feeling that way. You know what I mean? So um, you all have probably heard me talk about this before, about how for the last couple of years, I've just, I've just been had a, like a holy frustration because everything I was reading just didn't seem to line up from what I was hearing from the pulpit pulpits, like it, a little bit. Yeah. But like in totality and in, in like, um, like full spectrum, it just, it just wasn't adding up for me. And I also talked about this, but I had been having, um, or I'd been wrestling with finding a home church. I was very unsettled. I could not get settled in a church anywhere. And, you know, I kept telling my husband, like, I know I'm not crazy. And when I say unsettled, a lot of people are going to think, oh, that's the enemy, honey. That's just the enemy just wanting to keep you from fellowship. But listen, this unsettledness was very, very different. Um, When you are led by the spirit, you know when something's off. You might not know what it is, but you know that something is not is is not completely right. Something's off. And that's what I mean by like this unsettledness. Okay. Um, and you know, I've I've talked about this before. My first two years of my walk were incredibly lukewarm. But um ever since I became an on fire follower of the truth, I have not been able to function in public worship settings or any type of church institution. I have tried. Um, it's just like, I just don't fit in and I, I couldn't figure out why. And that's why I always used to blame myself. And let me just say that hasn't always been the case. I only started experiencing this a few years ago. Like, um, when, co- when COVID hit, you know, everybody was home. I used that time to get deeper in the word. And then when it was time to go back, just things were just different. Things were just so different for me. But simultaneously, over the last couple of years, as I've church hopped and tried to get settled in a, a home church, I felt Yahuwah telling me to leave the church. And for some reason, he kept, like, whenever I felt that impression, it was like, he was saying, come out of her, come out of Babylon. And let me tell y'all, it bothered me so much because my mind, I'm like, is this true? Is this really my God telling me this? Or is this Satan playing tricks on my mind? So this battle continued for like a year. And when I tell you all, I wrestled with this. I, I really did. And you know, say what you want, think what you want. But I know that something was very off and I couldn't figure out why. So I just kept seeking in private and I just kept praying, you know, if it's in your will, like lead me to a church. And cause I, you know, I know, I know the scripture, don't forsake the gathering together, but here's the thing. I, I, I want to worship in spirit and in truth. And the, 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 the issue I was feeling was that the, the heart was there, but the truth wasn't there. And that's what took me a long time to understand. Like, 
that's the that's the gap right there. That's what I'm not getting. Okay, so I finally found a church um, like a little less than a year ago, and it seemed to be what I was needing and what I was looking for. And let me just tell you this. I know some of y'all might be thinking, oh, there's no perfect church. I know that you all, I know there's not, not a perfect church. I don't expect there to ever be, but like I just said, it's the spirit and in truth. It says the father is seeking such to worship him. What is that? John four twenty four. worship him. We are commanded and required to worship in spirit and in truth. And I've said this, I don't know if I said this last time or not, but to worship in spirit means with all your heart. Okay. To worship in truth means to be properly informed. And if your worship is not properly informed, your worship is vain. Okay. And that's where I've had issues. That's, that's why, that's why I've been in the space that I've been at, because that's what I've struggled to find as I've studied the truth for myself. So I found, I found a church pastor was the kindest, sweetest, gentle, he was, he's great. He was great. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I started getting involved a little bit. Um, and I thought like, okay, I think this is okay. Yeah, let's go with this. Sweet. Found one. Awesome. But that lasted for about two and a half months. Um, until one night I was in a, a Wednesday evening prayer and worship service. And I was overwhelmed with an incredibly heavy warning. And it wrecked me to the point, like while I was there, I was at a, I was just uncontrollably sobbing. I had to literally, while everybody was worshiping, I had to literally go sit in a corner and just soak my shirt with my tears. And I felt Yah impress on me an overwhelmingly heavy warning like he was saying I told you to come out of her come out of Babylon and it was that moment I began to understand the connection between the church and Babylon and this is this is just the beginning you guys like you don't have to agree with me but I'm asking you to hear me out on this okay and that was the last time I attended church and ever since then um I haven't heard that warning ever since. But when I tell you all I was wrecked, it was not a, it was not a good feeling at all. It was clear. It was so clear and I could not even control myself. Whew. I cried the whole way home too. It was, it was not good. I I don't know if y'all have ever felt a rebuke. (laughs) from Yahuwah, but when you do, you know who it is. You you know, you just, when you're led by the spirit, I know some, some of y'all are going to understand what I'm saying. You just know, you just know. That's why we have to be led by the spirit because we have to know that it's him and not our emotions telling us certain things. That's why it's important that you die to yourself and you surrender your life to him because when you do that, like y- you, you don't, the spirit, like his Ruach, his, his set apart spirit, that is what is 
it's just so much easier to discern whether that's him or your emotions. (laughs) Um, and I know there are people out here who are going to insist that the God they know would never tell you to leave the church or forsake the gathering together. That's why I said it's important that you find something that worships in spirit and in truth. And as I begin to uncover things that have been shown to me, I believe, I believe that it will be very clear to the truth seeker why the church is not the place that you can go to to find the truth. Because I had to leave the church to find the truth. And around that same time, there were some seeds planted by a friend who brought up the fact that our father's name had actually been removed from our Bibles and that his name was not a title, which if you look up the meaning of God and Lord, they really are just titles by simple definition. Um, his name, Yahuwah, was given to us almost 7,000 times in scripture. I think the exact number is 6,823. So in addition to what I'm already saying, I began to be immersed in seeking out reasons for, okay, if someone's telling me his name was removed and I love the truth, so I want to see if what they're telling me is true. I, I want to find that out for myself. Um, I wanted to see, okay, if this is true, why was his name removed? What is his name? What, what is his name? Because at this point I was really starting to get shaken up because I was starting to see and experience the lies and falsehoods of my faith completely crumble before my eyes. And it was a really difficult time for me to go through. And the truth is out there. It's just never been taught to us. You really have to seek him to find him. And, you know, if there's anything that I hope you take from my podcast episodes moving forward. I just hope it's, it brings you closer to him. That's all I want because he'll show you when you're really seeking. And I can tell you right now that the only reason I can even stand here today and proclaim this to you and not be confused about it or doubtful about it, because um, while the things that I'm saying are difficult to hear, I know this is the truth. Um, But the only reason I can do this is because the father knew I was seeking him. And it took six and a half years of being a follower to to get to this point. This isn't something you're just going to learn overnight. He heard my prayers. He heard my prayers. And he was faithful by the power of his spirit <laughs> to, sh- to show me things that the God of this world, Satan has worked tireless, tirelessly to keep hidden from us. And I say no more. I will not be silent about what the father has shown me. My salvation and your salvation depends on our ability to worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not one or the other. It's both. You have to understand him personally to worship him him in spirit. And you have to understand his word to worship him in truth. And I can tell you now that this podcast episode has been sown in tears and grief. And I am not 
proud to know this information. I'm thankful to know what I know now. Praise Yah. Hallelujah. But I am absolutely devastated. I'm disturbed. I'm grieved. I'm sick over it, over what I'm going to be sharing. Like this revelation has come with a literal like undoing of myself. It has caused me to literally put my face on the floor and cry out to the father. For a period of time, for probably about a month straight, I couldn't even, I couldn't even pray. Like I didn't have words. I was like, I don't even know what your name is at this point. Cause I was seeking and I'm like, what, like how, why is this so hard to find? And I just, you know, I didn't have the words to pray. I, I, all I knew, (laughs) all I knew was to just put myself in Yah's presence and let him fight for me. I, and that's scripture. And I just told him, I was like, I don't even know what I'm learning. This is, I don't even understand what's going on. I said, but I know that your word says that you're going to fight for me. So I'm just going to be still and I'm just going to let you do that. The spiritual torment that I went through as I was coming into these truths, because it's more than just the name, but this is where we got to start. Um, It was unbearable at times. Like for the first time in my life, you guys, I had suicidal thoughts. And the best way to explain what I was experiencing was that I could literally, I could feel myself being ripped from the claws of Satan. I could literally... I could literally feel the anger of the enemy as I was coming into the truth. I have never experienced anything like that. I know I've said before, like, you know what spiritual warfare is, but like, I have never felt it. Like I could feel my mind being clawed. Like I could feel it in ways that I can never even put in words. And all I could do, like for about, for about a month straight, a whole month, I like couldn't even talk to people. I couldn't even, I couldn't even explain it to my husband. Like I just sat there for days after days, just wrecked with sorrow and grief and, and pain because like, I just, so like the reason I'm trying to be careful about how I explain this is because you all might go through the same thing. I mean, if you love the truth, it's like having everything that you believed, like pulled out from under you. And coming into that understanding is the hardest thing that I've ever gone through. 
And that's why I know this is true because I have literally like the under the understanding and the revelation and and like the father revealed his name to me. He told me who he was. And he is not happy with these titles that we call him, you all. That's why I'm telling you this is so important for you all to seriously be praying about this and understand that our father's name is not God. And and it's not Lord. And I just all I did and what's what's so beautiful and powerful about this whole thing is that I didn't do anything. I just let him fight for me. And I would sit on the floor, literally lay on the floor with a blanket over my head. And I would just cry. I would just cry because I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I feel like I don't even know you anymore. And it was almost like, it was almost like, and not even learning about who the heavenly father is, but it's about learning who our Messiah is because I didn't know the Messiah as well as I thought I did either. I literally feel like I broke up with Jesus. That's how I feel. I felt like I broke up with all of my, you know, the false identity and the false teachings that I had attached to him. I cried for a long time about this and I can't even talk about like y'all. I mean, I can't even talk about it without crying because I have felt the power of Yah rip me from this deception. Like I felt it and I've never been able to feel it like like spiritual warfare, like I did this. And this was on, I'm, I'm telling you, this was on a whole nother level. This was on a whole nother level because Satan did not want these scales to be removed. And as these scales were being removed, all I could do was cry at what I was, at what was being revealed to me. Because the name is just the beginning, you guys. The name, the name, his name is the seal on our foreheads. The name is what unlocks all other understanding. If we don't know his name, we're not going to know him. And I am very urgently terrified for people who refuse to, refuse to eat. I'm not saying saying like refuse to accept what I'm saying, but refuse to even look into it. You have to. And I, it, because I'm telling you, like, he's got to do it for you because it is, I almost couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't believe that this is what I was perceiving. It, it I couldn't believe that the whole time I've been a Christian, Satan was using my zeal against me. And that's what he's doing to so many others as well. I finally understand why I kept hearing the call to come out of her, come out of her, come out of Babylon over and over and over. This truth, the type of truth that is being revealed to me is dangerous and I'm not alone. This is this is the beginning of one of the greatest restorations of all time. This is the beginning of the end, pretty much. And I promise to spend the rest of my life on earth while I'm here 
uncovering the deception that has been kept from the masses through the spiritual blindness that has perpetuated our faith. But I also want to make it clear that when Paul talks about the mystery of iniquity, the mystery of lawlessness and the coming of the lawless one, we know that the spirit of the anti-Messiah is already in the world and that he is coming with all power and signs and lying wonders and all deceivableness of unrighteousness. And it says in 2 Thessalonians, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved, that Elohim, God, will send them a strong delusion so that they should believe the lie. Those who are being sent the strong delusion are those who don't love the truth. That's the catch right there, you guys. It's that you have to love the truth. And I firmly believe in all humility and humbleness and and gratitude that it's only because I love the truth more than I love the lies that I'm able to see the truth for what it really is. And the reason I'm telling you all, all of this is because I want you to know that this was an incredibly difficult and painful revelation for me to come into. So I hope that by knowing that you're able to better understand where I'm coming from because I'm compelled. I I don't have a choice. Like I really, it's not me that lives anymore. Like Stephanie is dead. I have to tell you all, I have to tell you all, we got to come out of her. And, and that there's so many different levels to what that really means. And I kept hearing the father be reconciled to me, be reconciled to me. And that's my mission now moving forward to help you come out of Babylon and encourage you to be reconciled to Yahuwah by his name. The father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by helping you understand what it really means to be in covenant with him. I'm telling you all, I, 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 I just, I, I don't have words to, to explain how deep the deception is. And the key right there, the key thing here is that I thought I was in covenant with y'all. I thought I was righteous. And many of you, if you all know me, you all know, like, I'd be the one over there. I, I'll be the first one to tell you about Jesus. I'll be the first one to to preach and teach. And that's all I care about. Like, seriously, even before now, like, I love talking about my father. I love talking about my faith. I always considered myself a zealous, genuine believer. But that's why this is so that's why this deception is so sick and perverted because, you know, I can only use myself as an example because I don't, I'm not trying to like boast or anything, but like, man, I really love the truth. And little did I know. And what I know now is that the deception is so deeply rooted that even if you think you love the truth and you think you know the truth, you actually probably don't. And and I'm telling you this because I'm speaking to myself because 
this is literally how messed up this is it this is many of us who think we know the truth we actually don't and and i call this unlearning because like as i grow i feel like i have just found my faith i feel like i'm a rookie i feel like i just i'm a newbie i really am because the things that i thought were true and righteous and pure are actually false, unrighteous, and not pure, but mixed with the wine of Babylon. I have literally been drunk on the wine my whole life and not even known it. And chances are you all have been too. And that's why I'm so convicted and compelled to be bold about what I'm sharing with you. Because listen, I'm not over here saying, you know, I got it all figured out. Let me teach you something. No, I'm over here saying, hey, listen, I got to go back and save y'all from this fire. Literally, I have been pulled from an eternal hell. That's where I was headed and I didn't even know it. And that's, I, and the more I, I explain this stuff to you guys, the more this is going to make sense. If you have a heart inclined to, to listen and you know, a posture that desires to pursue truth and righteousness because we just, we really have to be seeking him and you really have to be begging for wisdom. It says fear, the fear of Yahuwah is the beginning of wisdom. And it says we are to work our salvation, not with fear and trembling. But the problem is most people think that their salvation's already worked out just because they believe. And um, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. And this is the most sobering reality I've, I've come into, um, over the last six months because, um, uh, oh, I just forgot. I was talking about the name of this podcast episode. Unlearning is if you have been a follower for any amount of time and, and your perspective of this world has not shifted and you don't see the world any different than what you saw it when you first, you know, accepted the faith and received salvation. You, you really have to check yourself on that because the word will teach you what this world is really about. And if you're not studying the word, you're not, you're not going to be able to see it because everything about this world is evil. Everything. When it says, when the Bible says you lie, the world lies in control of the evil one. Man, I didn't realize how true that was until I started to come out. That's why we're called to be set apart from the whole, the world. We're not even supposed to dabble in it. We got to be set apart. We got to be, and, and being set apart from this world, I'm learning already that people are going to hate it. I've, I've, I've already learned in my short time of just understanding the truth that people hate the name of Yahuwah. They hate it. They hate it and they rebel against it. They don't want to know the truth. They, and, and most people do not want to come out of the deception because it's, it's not easy. It is not easy. There is a very heavy and thick veil of deception over Christians today. Christianity is currently playing a huge role in the strong delusion. 
I know all this stuff are like big truths to drop on you right now with no context. And I can imagine that hearing this probably makes you feel irritated. You're probably ready to like stop listening. Um, you're probably ready to unfollow me on social media. It's already happened. Like this is what's so crazy about it is that, you know, I know this is a hard thing to grasp and accept. I know, trust me, I've been there. I literally, I mean, this, I didn't even, there was, I'm telling you all, like I just said, there's a point in my life for about a period of a month where I like did not want to live. This, that's how painful this was for me. And I, I just, I want you to know that I, I'm here for you and you know, you know, I've always kind of getting off topic here, but I've always wondered, and, and this is just me, my own personal conviction, but I always wondered like over the last few years, I always wondered why everybody loved what I said. I always wondered why. And I would ask the father, I would ask him genuinely, like your word says that the world's going to hate you. You said your word says that the world is going to hate me, but I don't feel like the world hates me. And it wasn't like I'm trying to go out looking for trouble or anything. It's just that I had a genuine question. Like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. If, if everything I say, everybody just loves and praises, there's something wrong about that to me. And that's why I'm saying like, I, it's, it's all about examining ourselves and examining the word and that. And so now with this, with the new truth that I have this new understanding, I know exactly what that means now, because most people, as this truth comes out and the delusion is revealed and the deception is rooted out by those who are choosing to follow and worship in spirit and in truth, it is the people that are going to hate it are Christians, people that call themselves Christians. That's who's going to hate it. It says that those who are sent the strong delusion are the ones that don't receive the love of the truth. Well, it's not talking about non-believers. I mean, they don't like it either because they completely reject it. But the strong delusion is for believers, you guys. A delusion is a false, um, like a false perception of reality. Unbelievers don't have a delusion. They just straight up don't believe at all. The delusion is some is something that makes you think something is true, but it's actually not. So who would that apply to? The I mean, these are the things I think about when I'm when I'm digging into like okay, you know, sometimes I'll I'll spend like there's some verses that I spend hours meditating on and just thinking about. Um, not New Age meditation. I'm just saying like pondering over and I mean that's we have to do this stuff and and. It's going to take me a long time to unpack all this because it all goes back to the tears that were planted in the early, like, forming days of our faith thousands of years ago. And as I continue to teach and explain things, I trust that Yahuwah will work through me to help the truth seekers understand. It's my prayer that he'll bring you into the truth because I know, I know, I know this because his word says this, that he doesn't want anyone to perish. I know that he wants everyone to repent so that we can be in, so that we can return to pure worship 
of him. But we can't repent without correction and truth. And we also know that discipline is never easy at the time. But as Paul says in Hebrews chapter 12, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. It says later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. He is trying to train us. I mean, that's a powerful verse right there, too. Produces a harvest, a harvest, hello, of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. The reason that I say Christianity is part of the strong delusion is because when you understand exactly how our faith got tainted, you can clearly see that there's a big difference between, hear me out, there's a big difference between the Jesus that's preached today and the Yahusha that we read about in scripture. It's almost like they're two different messiahs because I, I'm, I'm telling you all, I'm being completely honest with you. The Messiah that we are taught today is not the same one that's we're taught about in scripture. 